0: How's everybody doing? And welcome back to 125 Unfiltered, episode 48. And today I'm gonna be bringing you guys a fantasy football episode. I'm gonna go over the team that I drafted last week and give you guys some sleepers, favorites, and busts. So let's just hop straight into it, like we always do. So I was in a 10-person league, and I had the ninth overall pick. And I'm just gonna run through my team and my draft uh, and the thought process that went uh, that I that I went through. For drafting this team because I took a little bit of a different strategy this year. So first off, I had the ninth overall pick, like I said. First guys off the board. In my mind, there are a top seven when it comes to drafting. So if you're in the top seven, you should be taking one of these guys. McCaffrey, Kamara, Barkley, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Travis Kelsey, Devontae Adams. Clear top seven for me. And then once it gets to the eighth pick, it gets a little interesting the guy with the number eight pick, he took Austin Eckler, a guy that I was probably going to highly consider uh, for my first pick, but I was left with a choice. Running back wise, there's Ezekiel Elliott, Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor. Four very good running backs. And then wide receiver wise, Tyree Kill, Stephon Diggs, which I love me some Diggs. I would love to have Diggs on a fantasy team this year. Thought process, boom. There are a lot of good running backs, and I'm guaranteed to get a very good running back. So why not just take Tyreek Hill with my first pick? And that's exactly what I did. The guy after me did not um, or he wanted Tyree Kill rather, and I stole uh Tyreek Hill from him to take him with my first pick. I think it was a very smart pick because my next pick, there are some good running backs there. It's just the whole basis of if I have two picks pretty close back to back. And I know this is a receiver I want, but there are multiple running backs that can kind of be interchangeable. Why not just take the receiver first, even if it's kind of a reach? So I took Tyreek Hill, like I said. And then with my next pick, it was between Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor. I went with Aaron Jones. Uh, I wasn't really considering Chubb. It was really Jones and Taylor, but I think Taylor's more of a risky pick. Marlon Max coming back from his ACL injury and obviously Niam Hines. Uh, is a very good backup for Indy. And I just think Aaron Jones with Jamal Williams being gone is going to get a lot more touches in production. Maybe he will lose some goal line production with A.J. Dillon kind of emerging as the number two running back. But if I had Aaron Jones last year. I traded him last year, uh, but I'm very happy to have him this year. I think he's going to be a solid running back one for me. Someone who's going to be consistent, not really looking for him to explode all that much, but I think he can get a touchdown a game. He might have a few hundred yard rushes, 100-yard uh, rushing games rather and um think he'll get some good receptions out of the backfield with uh obviously aaron Rodgers. so first two picks hill and jones love that and then the third round pick in my opinion the steal of the entire draft so i'm looking for another running back or receiver here first four picks if, if i'm not taking kelsey i want to go two running backs two wide receivers and then i remembered in jacksonville Travis Etienne out for the season. Guess he was right there? And no one even took a look at him. James Robinson drafted him in the third round, 29th pick overall, so it was the end of the third round pretty much. This was the best pick of the draft for me and for anyone else, I think. Extremely productive, undrafted uh, a rookie last year for Jacksonville, and he's going to be getting all of the running back touches. I know Urban Meyer is probably going to want to establish the run game to make Trevor Lawrence, uh, Trevor Lawrence's life a bit easier and again he's just a stud and getting him third round for to be honest last year a running back one talent i think that's an absolute bargain and then with my next pick start of the fourth round or second pick of the fourth round i went with Allen robinson very happy with this pick robinson is pretty much the only really good receiver in chicago so he won't be competing with any other 1a 1b type deal uh, I know Andy Dalton is currently their quarterback. I'm expecting Fields to fill in and for Robinson to obviously be his favorite target. He's consistent. He had 101 receptions last year for PPR. He is fantastic. Is between him and uh, someone like Terry McLaurin, but McLaurin went off the board and other guys like Adam Thielen and Amari Cooper weren't too high on taking. I really wanted Al Robinson this year and I'm happy I got him. Fifth round, had to wait a little bit tight end started going off the board pretty fast, and I wanted to secure one. So I took TJ Hawkinson from Detroit. I'm fine with this pick. I, I think outside, of the, there's a top four. There's Kelsey Waller, Kittle. You could put Kyle Pitts because of his potential boom factor, but I think Hawkinson's a nice, safe pick for me. It was either him or Logan Thomas and Hawkinson. He's probably the primary target for Jared Goff in Detroit. Detroit's just going to be absolutely abysmal this year on offense. I expect them to probably get the number one overall pick Uh, again, Stafford's gone, Galladay's gone, Marvin Jones is gone, they have just completely blown up that offense in terms of skill positions, but for Hawkinson to kind of be the only guy remaining uh, out of that receiving group, I think he's going to have a a very solid production, I think his floor is is going to be pretty good, not not a very high ceiling, but I think he can be a very sustainable uh, tight end throughout the season, guaranteed he stays healthy. Then my next choice was probably one of my toughest toughest picks of the draft. I took another wide receiver. I was debating between guys like Deontay Johnson, Julio Jones, uh, Odell was on the board, and DJ Moore. It was really Deontay and DJ Moore. Looking back at it, I probably should have considered Julio Jones a bit more, but I did go Deontay Johnson. Seems like he has emerged as the, I guess, 1A type guy in that crowded Pittsburgh receiver group. He did very well last season. Uh, and yeah, I think he had the best fantasy Uh, Season last year for Pittsburgh so I I went with him at the flex I think he could definitely have a bust uh, factor to him but I think he's going to be solid and I was a bit scared to take DJ Moore because I know Robbie Anderson is right there competing for that number one receiver spot when I know Juju has his role Claypool explodes sometimes but I think Johnson is I I, I like the pick I'm good with Deontay Johnson at my flex also it was a quarterback scenario Uh, Ben Roethlisberger versus Sam Darnold I have to roll Big Ben I have more faith in him and, uh, yeah, looking back at this one, maybe I should have taken the risk on Julio Jones. We'll see if that comes back to bite me. Then seventh pick. I was very lucky here. Cause I thought my guy was going to get taken, but I finally took a quarterback. Seventh round is probably the earliest I've taken a quarterback in a long time. Last year I took Carson Wentz really, really late. Same with Tom Brady uh, last year. Uh, two years ago, I think I was very, I think maybe 10th round. And I just, I missed out on a couple guys I wanted a few years ago. I took Blake Bortles really late. That was obviously a mistake. And I mean, I've had a, a bad history with drafting quarterbacks too late and just waiting around too long. I took Justin Herbert. Russell Wilson was a potential target for me. He got taken two picks before me, but very happy with Herbert. He exploded last year as a rookie, and he's got guys like Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. I think Justin Herbert is going to be fantastic for my squad. So then we go to the bench. Got a third running back, Kareem Hunt. I really like this pick because he actually gets a lot of touches for a backup running back, and also if Nick Chubb gets hurt, Kareem Hunt is going to get all of the touches out of that backfield. Only problem uh, or concern for my team with him, him and Aaron Jones both have bye week 13. I think that's going to be an issue. Hopefully I get another running back, potentially that emerges, or the my last running back that I drafted later on uh, to fill in for that second running back spot, which would be next to James Robinson. Also, Kareem Hunt, very, very good receiving back out of the backfield. He uh, is normally the guy on receiving uh, plays for Cleveland instead of Chubb. So I think that gives him a little bit more of an advantage in PPR. And I think I took him at the right spot too. It seems like he was one of the best running backs on the board. Very happy with my selection there. Then I took a couple receivers. uh, Brandon Cooks was my next pick at 89 I really like this I think he fell a little bit because he's in Houston obviously there's the Deshaun Watson situation but I looked at their wide receiver depth chart he is the only good receiver in Houston so I took a flyer on him maybe he explodes with Tyrod Taylor gets a couple big games I think he's just a good replacement he's not gonna be a good starter but I think. Should Deshaun Watson come back, which I don't think he will, or if Tyrod Taylor actually plays pretty well, I think Cooks could be a viable wide receiver three option in a 10 person league. Then the next pick, I went with Tyler Boyd. Very crowded receiver group in Cincy. You got him. You got T. Higgins. You got Jamar Chase. Now, Higgins and Jamar Chase are definitely the more trendy picks, but Tyler Boyd is still kind of their number one wide receiver. Now, this is, you know, uh, remains to be seen with see how Jamar Chase does with former teammate at LSU, Joe Burrow, but I think Boyd, again, a really, really good replacement option for me, probably better than Cooks. I think he can slide in at your flex spot pretty easily and put up some good points, so very happy with my backup receivers there. My next two picks were, it was 109 and 112. I went with some reaches here, some guys that could potentially um, be a boom for me and kind of be a, a nice steal. I took JD McKissick back up to Antonio Gibson, Gibson has a couple injury histories, and I remember McKissick being a really good PPR back. Gets a lot of catches out of the backfield. Um, And I just did not like the other running backs on the board, per se. There wasn't, there was Hines, Zach Moss. Those are the next two I see. It was just a big gap for me, and I said, why not just go with McKissick? You know, who knows? I think taking a backup running back is a good idea. For an injury-prone guy, Gibson did get hurt a bit last year, and again, PPR factor, McKissick is a receiving back. And then my next pick is probably one of the picks I was most excited about. Out of New Orleans, Marquez Calloway had a fantastic preseason with Jameis Winston. Michael Thomas is hurt. He's out for the first five weeks. And then uh, Traquan Smith, the other receiver for New Orleans, also hurt, and f- hurt frequently, and these first five weeks, Callaway is going to be the number one target. Seems like he's built a really nice rapport with Jameis Winston. So I am stoked about this pick. Absolute sleeper in fantasy drafts. I would take him uh, if if you get down to the end of your bench. I kind of took him earlier because I wanted this guy so badly. Love Marquez Callaway. I think he's going to be one of the best sleeper wide receivers this year. Defense, I went with the Patriots defense for my next pick. Not really much to say there. That, that's a Belichick pick. Other guys on the board, uh, either is Miami, there's Denver. I mean, New Orleans is going to stay competitive. And I think having Belichick there, that's their, their defense is always going to be pretty solid. Won't be the top defense, but they could be a top 12, which is kind of what I'm looking for. I also sometimes switch my defenses based on matchups. And speaking of matchups, I did also go with New, Orleans, or with New England because they are in a division with The Jets, the Bills, obviously, who are really good, and the Dolphins. Dolphins and Jets, still a bit unknown how they're going to be this season. Next backup tight end, I went with uh, Rob Gronkowski. Again, another tight end who's going to be decent. He's going to have a good floor. Won't raise my ceiling too much. He's, I think, going to be a good backup option if Hawkinson gets hurt, which I do think Hawkinson is going to get hurt this year. He does a lot. And uh, Gronk has the possibility to catch a touchdown and kind of... Gave you a nice 8 to 10 points, potentially. He's not going to explode for a big yardage game. And then last couple picks, I went with Tyler Bass, kicker for Buffalo. Uh, I just went with him because, you know, Bills are going to put up a lot of points with Josh Allen. And then I did go with, for my last pick, I did draft Deshaun Watson because I was unsure his status. And I just want to take him just in case if he's going to come back. I know his situation with the sexual assault allegations and that process. Uh, he's actually still on the roster, but after reading, I did see that it is so unlikely that he comes back to play this season. So I dropped him for Tua Tagovailoa. I think he is a safe backup option who could also explode. He's without some big guys like Will Fuller and Jalen Waddle for week one. Fuller suspended for, uh, I believe it's, I think it's four games to start the season. I don't think it's just one, but Fuller's going to be gone for the first few weeks. And this is obviously just an insurance plan if Justin Herbert gets hurt knock on wood. So yeah, that's my team. Uh, just to recap, uh, starting lineup, we got Justin Herbert, Aaron Jones, James Robinson, Tyreek Hill, Allen Robinson, TJ Hawkinson, Deontay Johnson, Patriots defense, and Tyler Bass. So I'm loving my team. I think it's got a lot of boom factor. I keep saying that word, but you know, the boomer bust is just kind of the click words when it comes to fantasy. Tyree kills. I, I love the Tyree kill pick. I have never actually had Tyree kill in a league before, so I'm excited just to have him completely single-handedly beat one of my opponents because he puts up 40 or something like that points. I also think I have some good consistent performers like a Aaron Jones and an Al Robinson. I think this team can really make it. Plus, I'll be working the waiver wire like I always do. And I'm just going to get into favorite sleepers and busts. So I'll go down to positions. Not going to cover defense and special teams because I just don't feel like there's a need. You know, those are always interchangeable. So quarterback wise, uh, my favorites this year, Kyler Murray. Uh, I think getting him at the right spot. Is very, very good. I think his running ability, plus uh, he's definitely become a uh, much better thrower when you kind of stack him up with Lamar Jackson. I think Murray's had more success throwing the ball. He also has better receivers. He has DeAndre Hopkins, obviously massive go-to target, but I think he can be the QB1 this year, potentially. I really like Arizona and what they did um, with their offense over the past few years. I think they still have Larry Fitzgerald. You got James Conner now to help you out in the backfield. Uh, in, in my league, Kyler Murray went start of the fifth round, 41. Overall. I think it's a good spot for Kyler Murray. I think if you, as long as you don't reach, because you want to get your running backs and receivers locked in, I think start of the fifth round is a good spot. If you somehow get him in the sixth round, that is a huge, huge pickup. Really like Kyler Murray and uh, my next pick, for quarterbacks is my own guy, Justin Herbert. I think getting Herbert at the end of the seventh round, 69th overall, was a huge, huge steal. Herbert was one of the best fantasy quarterbacks last year. He's got Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. I mean, Mike Williams doesn't have Hunter Henry anymore. Don't know their tight end situation necessarily, but I mean, the guy's got a cannon. I think in year two, he takes another huge step forward and maybe leads to charges to the playoffs. But I think just as a fantasy option, he's going to get you a lot of points every single week. I don't think he's, you know, really a guy who can have a lot of weeks where he just flops, where he's inconsistent. And I think value-wise, he's a very, very good pick. So quarterback-wise, obviously, the top quarterbacks are going to be really good, but it comes down to value and where you pick them. Taking Mahomes in the first or second round is not a good value pick. So I think, obviously, with all these picks, it comes down to value. Now for my sleepers at the quarterback position, first guy for me is Matthew Stafford, the newest Los Angeles Ram, no longer in Detroit. I love his two receiver weapons, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. I think both are very good fantasy options at the receiver position. But I think in Sean McVay's system, Stafford is going to thrive. Also now with Cam Akers out, Rams might rely a bit more on the passing game, giving Stafford a lot more opportunities to have a, a very high fantasy performance. So I love Stafford this year, especially with the value you can get him at. Start of the 8th round is when Stafford got taken. I think that's a good pick as well. Not too far behind some of those top guys if you think about it. He's kind of the first guy of the second tier for me when it comes to quarterbacks. And then my second sleeper, Jameis Winston. Guaranteed. This is no guarantee, actually. If he calms down the turnovers, which I think he will, in Sean Payton's system, Jameis Winston could be a viable quarterback one option now obviously you want to see how he does the first few games of the season because if he does terrible and Taysom Hill goes in then your entire plan is a wash but he is someone to potentially take a flyer on late in the draft as your backup because this was a formal former 5,000 yard passer 30 touchdown quarterback really really like Jameis as a late round pick at the quarterback position and then bust for quarterback, first one, I'm going Dak Prescott. This is mainly injury-related. I've been hearing about his shoulder. I don't necessarily like that also. I mean, Dallas is just a huge mystery right now for me. Are they going to focus on the run game? Are they going to go for the pass game? I think Dak is not someone you should focus on taking at a high round. I would rather go with an Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson and Justin Herbert, to be honest. I don't think Dak Prescott should be a top-five quarterback taken in a draft. And the next one, I got Jalen Hurts. I think Philadelphia is an absolute mess. Jalen Hurts can provide some spark to your team running the ball. He will definitely get a few running touchdowns this season. I don't know how much the new coach will use him as a runner. I don't even know the new coach's name. But Philly's offense has just been horrible in the past few seasons. And with the new coach, I think that's going to take some time to figure it all out. So I don't like Hurts as a, as a day one quarterback one option. Going to go a little quicker now through these because I've got a few more um, few more groups to cover, obviously. Running backs, two favorites. Antonio Gibson off of Washington. James Robinson out of Jacksonville. I've already talked about uh, Robinson, but with Gibson, Washington loves to run the football. They have Ryan Fitzpatrick who likes his short passes to running backs out of the backfield. Part of the reason why I took McKissick. I would have loved to have Antonio Gibson. I was just not in a draft position to do so. So I think those are my favorite guys for their draft value. Sleepers. First off, Any single backup running back who has an injury-prone RB1. This is Kareem Hunt with Nick Chubb. He got hurt last year. Tony Pollard with Zeke. Zeke always gets hurt, it seems. Uh, JD McKissick, Antonio Gibson talked about that a bit. AJ Dillon with Aaron Jones. He was out of the lineup a bit last year. Always not a bad idea to take a flyer on one of those guys because those are the people that you are looking for to pick up off of the waiver wire. Why not just put them on your bench? I think either those, either of those people. It's not a bad idea. Plus, they could get touches. Uh, so if you're in a larger league, might not be a bad guy to take to potentially throw at your flex position if you need. And then Javante Williams is going to be my other pick, former UNC Tar Heel. But I think with Denver, Melvin Gordon's going to fade out of that offense, and Williams is going to become that feature back. They just released Royce Freeman. Philip Lindsay is now in Houston. I think Javante Williams is going to be the back. So getting him in a middle-ish round is a great value pick for me. And then for my bust, uh, I've got Zeke. I don't think he should be taken in the top nine. Um, A massive bust for me is DeAndre Swift. I absolutely despise any Detroit player this year, aside from Hawkinson, because of how limited the tight end position is. I think Swift is not going to be a good pick. I I would not pick him at all unless you have him obviously like in a middle or late round, but do not like DeAndre Swift. Detroit has never been known for running the football. Uh, Joe Mixon, a guy who always gets injured. And I think Cincinnati is going to be a passing offense. I don't think they're really going to focus on getting Mixon established. It's going to be more of getting Joe Burrow connections with his wide receivers. And then Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, again, Kansas City's just not a running offense. This is a Patrick Mahomes offense. Yes, he could catch passes out of the backfield, but you got Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Edward Taylor is the third guy, uh, third option in that in that offense, and I just don't like taking him with their second or third round pick. Wide receivers, guys that I love, Keenan Allen, Calvin Ridley, love those guys. I think they are fantastic wide receiver one and two options depending on who you take with your first couple picks. Finding them in the 20s overall round is an absolute steal. Ridley is the only guy... Uh, only receiver in Atlanta now with Julio Jones gone, and Keenan Allen is Justin Herbert's favorite target. Fantastic PPR um, wide receivers, and I think either of them could finish in the top five of fantasy wide receivers this season. And then obviously the top three wide receivers, which are Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs. Very, very good if you take them at the right spot. Do not reach for Devonte adams in the top five you need to get your running back don't go well i went for tyree kill for the first round but yeah don't pick them in your top six or seven uh i think taking taking hill and digs around the probably the nine to 15 spot is a good is a good get because those are guys you want sleepers now for wide receivers i've already talked about marcus calloway definitely a guy you should take with a late round pick julio jones is my other guy It's a bit of a mystery because we don't know how he's going to fit in Tennessee, but man, what if he explodes and becomes a better fantasy receiver than A.J. Brown? Why not take that chance? It's still Julio Jones. Obviously, his his injuries uh, in the past have been a problem. They have always have been, but it is still Julio Jones. If he's your third receiver on your roster, that's probably probably my biggest regret of the draft. Wish I took Julio instead of Deontay Johnson because of that ceiling factor. Now a couple of smaller guys. I've got Leviska Leviska Chenault in Jacksonville. I think he could be a potential number one target for Trevor Lawrence. Apparently they had good chemistry in preseason. And then Elijah Moore for the Jets. A rookie wide receiver. Very explosive. I think he's a guy who you might want to get around. Definitely one of your last picks. but Also, if he's still available in your league, look for him these first few weeks. He could jump out of the gates immediately, or it takes a time for him. So maybe he kind of flourishes around week seven or eight, but you know that he's there. So keep an eye on Elijah Moore on the waiver wire. And then for bust, uh, any receiving group that is crowded, that is being Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Jacksonville, Dallas, Carolina. It's just hard to figure out which one's going to be the best. I know I took, um, Deontay Johnson instead of Julio. Again, probably my biggest regret. I still think Johnson could be solid, but be wary of picking those guys really high. So for example, a guy I have down here, CeeDee Lamb. I think CeeDee Lamb is not a good pick to take for your top receiver or two. I'd rather go with a guy like an Adam Thielen, who you know is a guaranteed top two guy in that offense also. Uh, and uh, Robert Woods and A.J. Brown, I would much rather have those guys over C.D. Lamb because, again, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, very good receivers. Don't know who the number one guy is going to be in Dallas. Uh, another guy, Odell Beckham Jr. I love Odell. Odell. I just don't think he's a good fantasy option anymore. Cleveland is a running offense. They want to give the ball to Hunt and Nick Chubb. And Baker Mayfield, you know, he doesn't really just target one guy, which works for their offense. But in terms of fantasy, Odell is just not about a viable receiver option. I think he's not someone you should be starting to start the season. He's still Odell. He's still an insane talent. And I still love him as a player. But I just don't think he's the right guy for fantasy, for fantasy this year. Or at least to start your season. Tight end spot, Travis Kelsey. If you have Kelsey available from pick six to 10, take him. If all the running backs are gone, which would be Kamara, uh, Saquon McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, and you're kind of in that, you know, do I take a receiver or do I take a running back? Snag your tight end. He gives you wide receiver one production at the tight end position. You don't have to worry about that pick until your last pick for a backup tight end for one bye week. Travis Kelsey is a must get at six, seven, or eight if he's there. I would have taken him at nine because Travis Kelsey is just an elite tight end one. Had him last year, I would know. Sleeper for me, Logan Thomas. Thomas is actually the second receiving option for Washington behind Terry McLaurin. He was a favorite last year uh, for guys like Haskins or Heineke, but now with Ryan Fitzpatrick, who um, I think he's. I, I. don't know this for sure, but I think he does like throwing to his tight end. Thomas could be a very viable tight end option. You just have to get him at the right spot. If tight ends start flying off the board, that's not very optimal because you know I don't want to take Logan Thomas with my fifth round pick. I mean I did it with Hawkinson, but and the pick after me actually was Logan Thomas. But if he falls to that sixth or seventh round, him being your starting tight end, tight end is a very very good get. And then obviously for bust, don't take a tight end too high. And, you know, don't reach for Waller or Kittle in the second round. I'd be wary of third round as well. Sometimes you just have to let some talent like that go. But player-wise, it's Robert Tanyan. He is not going to repeat his touchdown bonanza from last year, and I think he's a guy you should avoid in fantasy drafts. Look for maybe a tight end later on, or just go for your Hawkinson or Thomas because I think Tanyan has been grouped into that category, and I just don't think um off of one big year it's smart to take him out of high draft pick so that's about it for me on this fantasy football review episode really really enjoyed doing this i love telling you guys my team my thought process on drafting my team and hopefully my favorite sleepers and busts will help you guys out if you still have a draft so with that being said thank you so much for listening and i'll talk to you next time